Thank you all for being here. I'm excited to be here. So excited. You guys excited to be here? Yes. Why? Because Not because of me, because of you. What do you, what, because it's something you want to get out of it, right? Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just delivering the message, correct? So you want to learn something, correct? Yes. Okay, you're in the wrong place. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, look at her. What? What? <laughs> what am I supposed to be? No, no, I'm kidding. So first of all, I want to welcome you guys. You guys ready for an exciting weekend? Yes. So am I. I'm jacked to be here, guys. I remember when Leanne asked me, I said, okay, let's make this work. And we were like back and forth and like all excited. And I said, so great. And I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons why I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here because the people that lead this marketplace are amongst my best friends. People that I look up to and are, have been mentored by and have learned so much from in my ACN career that to me it was like, are you kidding me? I get to come here and train you? Wow, this is so cool. So to me, I just, I, you have to understand where I'm coming from. I just feel lucky and privileged to be here talking to all of you. Like totally, because you have some of the best leaders, you guys know that in the world, right? Yes. Yes. Not just in like the Northeast or whatever, in the world, here. For you, teaching you. Yes? yes? So hopefully I can do half as good a job as they do because they're phenomenal, right? So I wanted you to like really acknowledge your leadership here because they are, you're God blessed to have them here. Let's give them all a big hand. I know you got some great leaders here. You obviously have Nancy, a one-year regional vice president, the hitter, that's phenomenal. You have Ms. Leanne Gabriel, Ms. Superstar Senior Vice President, Ms. Oren Solomon. I remember when he first came to Toronto to do an event for us, I was still a TC. And I was like this watching him. That's Oren Solomon. <laughs> That's the man. <laughs> I was all excited. We had all, like, a lot of guests there. It was really awesome. So you have a great leadership here. I'm so excited. But tonight, I want to give you what I can give you, okay? I want to give you everything I've got and leave nothing on the table. And you may or may not like me after. It's up to you to figure it out because I don't know how to do anything but give it to you straight. Are you okay to having something straight? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You're not get upset or offended or anything? No. no. Remember, so now you can't because you just said you're not. So anybody gets upset, I'm going to call you a liar. Right? Deal? Okay, very good. Tonight's training is all about how to be an SVP. It's all about having, what does it mean to be an SVP? What is that mindset that you need to have to become someone like that, because I didn't have that mindset for a long time, and uh, some of you guys know my story, some of you don't. I wasn't very good at ACN for a while. I actually, I was pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't make much money for a long time in ACN. I just wasn't very good at the business, didn't understand network marketing, didn't understand any of it. And it's interesting because I look at ACN what it is today, and it's, it's glorious. Isn't ACN glorious? Yeah. What we have? Yeah. Are you kidding me? All these services? with the flash and the energy. You know, when we were coming up, we had long distance. Oh my God. And in Canada, we had two plans, the expensive plan and the cheap plan. That's what we had. That's all we had. We had nothing else. And to think of what has become now, all these countries, I just was in Mexico for the launch of Mexico. That was crazy. That was insane. All these Mexicans going bananas and all excited. And they've signed up like, I don't know, like tens of thousands of IBOs in a couple of weeks. Isn't that crazy? I know. So if you think about what's happening and what's going on now, it's out of, like, I'm thinking, if that's what's happened in eight and a half years when I started, what's ACN going to look like eight and a half years from today? Yeah. Like, we're selling things today that weren't invented back then. Like, our online store, the technology had not been invented back then to actually be able to offer it back then. 
So can you imagine eight and a half years from now, if you build a business, what we're going to have? No, because it hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> so for me, it's like it's mind-boggling. So what I want to give you today is what it takes to make, how many guys want to make a lot of money in ACN? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Remember, you said yes. Because you can. All of you can make a lot of money in ACN, but you have to be really committed to a few things. And if you're really committed to a few things, you can do a, do a lot of things and make a lot of money. Because here's what I'm going to teach you tonight. The, what is the mindset to, have, to become a senior vice president? The mindset. So what does that mean? Like the, how you think, right? Yeah. And, and what's required for you to build a business that grows without you? So how many of you like to have a business that grows without you? Yes. Not just, just grows, grows without you. Because if it needs you, then what's the difference between that and traditional business? Right. Is it the same thing? Mm -hmm. No, we still have less headaches. We have no employees, no overhead, none of that garbage. We still have all that stuff, right? But in ACM, we don't have any of that stuff. But you want a business that grows without you. So that's what I'm here to teach you tonight. And it takes something. But the good thing is once you've learned it and you've adopted it and you become it, it becomes really easy. Now, the speed, it's up to you. There is really no level of speed to this. It's each individual. It depends how fast you apply it to yourself and how much work you do. Okay? So there's two things you're going to need. Two things. Okay? Number one, how good you follow a system. Sounds simple, but not quite. In fact, the older you get, the harder that is. You know there's a lot of young people doing great in ACN? There's a reason for that. I'm going to talk about why. <laughs> And I talk about it sometimes as you get older, it becomes very difficult for you to follow something. Okay, we're going to talk about that. The second thing I'm going to talk about is personal growth. What do you got to do to attract and to lead people? Because you must become someone that can. See, many of you have never, ever grown an organization. Right? Most people have never grown an organization. And those that have, you usually have done it in the corporate world. In the corporate world, that means they usually work for you, which means you can fire them. You can't fire anyone in ACN. <laughs> so how do you inspire and lead a volunteer army? What is the way of being that goes with that? It's different. I know I had to learn that because I, had a, I built a company to almost 300 employees, and I was a disaster in ACN. Because I tried to apply what I learned in the corporate world to ACN, and guess what? They don't mix. How many of you guys have already learned that? Exactly, it doesn't work. Okay, so it's not good or bad if you've never built an organization. It doesn't make a difference because what you have to learn here is new regardless of what you've done in your past. Now, if you've got some network marketing experience, that might be helpful as long as you understand the ACN system really is very different than any other network marketing company out there. And thank God that it is, okay? It's very, very different, okay? So here's our problem. The problem is how to figure out how to run a volunteer, how to build a volunteer army, how to recruit one, and how to build one. And the good news is, once you've learned how, ACM becomes, actually, I hate to say this, a joke. This business becomes so simple, it's like, why can't everybody else figure this out? But along the way, you're going to think it'll never happen to you. It'll seem very, very difficult, okay? So tonight is about learning and adopting the SVP mindset and the mindset needed to get the SVP as fast as possible. Now, 
Some of you have been in, just got involved, so you have no idea what's going on. Some of you are thinking, what are you talking about? This looks cool. This is awesome. This is great. Some of you have been in you know, a while and thinking, oh my God, this is so hard. I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to figure this out. Some of you have been so long and nothing's ever happened to you. You're totally resigned. I'm about to quit. Anybody there? <laughs> Come on, tell the truth. Thank you. Okay, all of you are going to be, wherever you are going to be is fine, okay? Tonight is about wherever you're at, taking you to the next level. No matter where you're at, we're all going to go to the next level. Got it? However, I'm going to try and do something really crazy. If you look at this piece of paper, some of you guys know the answer to this, okay? What is the shortest distance between this point and this point? Straight line. No. What if you bend the piece of paper? Now, in physics, this is called bending time. So one of the ways people are trying to figure out how to go through space faster is not to go straight from one point to the next, it's to bend time to be there instantaneously. So today, we're going to do something a little strange. Okay? What if I can take you right to the end point right away? Would you like that? Would that be interesting for you? I've never, by the way, this, this training is very rare. I don't do this training often. In fact, I've only done it a couple of other times because it is very advanced. But I know who your leaders are, and I trust how they train you, so I have no problem teaching this to you because they're going to have to follow up with you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no problem giving you guys this because I know who's in the room, okay? So in, AC, in ACN, the shortest distance between positions is becoming that position first, and the results naturally follow. So what does that mean? Well, whatever position you're at is because you're being that position right now. So if you're an ETT, and you're stuck being an ETT, that means you're being an ETT. You're not being an ETL. If you're being an ETL, guess what your position you'll already have hit? ETL. I was, at an S before I hit SVP, I was already being an SVP or I could not have hit SDP. The universe can only give you what you're already at. There's no accidents. Is that clear? Yeah. Okay, so here's, the, here's what I'm gonna give you tonight. I'm gonna get you right to SDP. Now some of you may wanna quit after I do this training. <laughs> no, because I'm gonna give you what it is to be right at SVP today. All you gotta go do is implement it. All you got to go do is adopt that mindset. Now, for some of you, you're so far from that point, it'll be a tough bend. Some of you are closer. Some of you are half in between. Some of you are all over the place. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Some of you may break. Some of you will love it and cherish it and explode. And some of you are, so you're going to be all over the place. Okay? But I'm going to give it to you anyway. We'll see what happens. I like to be a scientist. Let's experiment. <laughs> okay? Before I begin... Let me just tell you, for those of you that don't know me very well, it's going to give you a little bit about myself so we're not all complete strangers tonight, okay? I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, so just like not too far, just north of here. My parents were born in Italy, so I'm the son of immigrants, and my dad always taught me to always own my own business, never work for someone, unlike my mother. My mother was the opposite. Get a job, go to work, get a good job, get a good pension, all the stuff I hated, right? Go to law school, oh, please. Okay, so all, my mother was like, my mom, everybody here, anybody read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. Well, I had those in my parents. My mom was Poor Dad, and my dad was Rich Dad, right? That's kind of like, in their thinking, in their thinking. And I'm so grateful that I actually had both in the same house, because I got to see both, the experience of both at the same time. 
And then I chose what I wanted, which was to own my own business. So I started my own business when I was 22 years of age. My very first business. Did I know what I was doing? No, I had no idea. All I know is I didn't want to work for anyone. That's all I knew. Okay, so I started my very first company. It did not work out. <laughs> but how many, I was reading a, an interesting article which said the average millionaire takes a company bankrupt three times. Why? Because you've got to learn. See, to me, I don't, the concept of failure doesn't exist. What exists for me is, is something called practice. So whenever I fail at something, I don't, it doesn't relate. To, I, don't even, it's not even, I don't even look at it as fail. I go, oh, I just practice. I was going to do it again and practice and go do it again and then practice and go do it again until eventually you figure it out. ACM was the same way. I never looked at it because I was making no money in ACM for two and a half years as failing. I looked at it as what? Practice. It's always practice, okay? So when I got, when I, a friend of mine, uh, the only problem is when uh, I was building the businesses, they were a pain in the neck. They were. They were. Anybody here own their own business that's got his, that has employees? Is that a pain in the neck? Yeah, total pain in the neck, right? It's a total pain in the neck. At the same time, it was also depressing. And I'll tell you why it was depressing. It may sound weird to you. Whenever employees came to talk to me, I always felt bad that they could never out-earn me. I did. I actually felt bad. Like, I was, in my head, here's the thoughts I would say. Probably not sound very nice, but the thought would be, this poor sap, look at them. They'll never make real money here. Not because I didn't want to. I just couldn't pay them because I had to pay myself. So that was always the problem for me. And I remember I hated going into the office. I hate cubicles. To this day, I can't stand them. <laughs> Anybody else like me hate cubicles? I, I call it the cubicle life. Like, I, I, it just drives me crazy. And I remember being in board meetings sometimes. And, you know, I, I built my company pretty big, and I still couldn't stand it. And the reason why, I just thought it was an unfair way to compensate people. I thought the job was an, un, it's almost like to me, still, even though I had employees, it occurred as slavery to me. And so I wasn't a fan of it. But I did not know any other way. I'd never been introduced to network marketing before. No one ever approached me. My sister was involved in Amway, but she couldn't explain to me anything. She couldn't even get me to a presentation. I didn't understand. I, not because I didn't want to go. I didn't understand. So when eight and a half years ago, one of my best friends called me to come see ACN, first of all, it took him six times because I was so busy to follow up to get me to go see a presentation. How many of you quit after one or two times? What if you're losing it on SEP? You know, I bet you if I asked most of the SEPs, not, not, not all of them went after their first or second time to see a presentation. So in fact, the ones I've talked to, on average is between 5 and 12 times it took them to go see a presentation, the ones I've spoken to. So if I were you, I would always follow up because you never know. Make sense? OK. So when I saw ACN, it was really interesting because I saw the model will go, this is genius. I can make money and help people, and they can make more money than me. This is crazy. This is like an unbelievable system, and it's residual, and I don't have to have employees, and I can do, leave whenever I want, and blah, 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 right? So it seems, who, who fell in love with that, right? And then you think it's going to be a joke, and you'll get it done in three months, it'll be done, it'll be finished, we'll go on vacation, we'll wrap this up, and off we go, right? Who thinks that, right? Right? Then what happens? Doesn't work out that way. Right? Why? Because it seems so simple. Find two people. They find two people. What's the problem? Go find your two people. They said no. Ooh, I quit. Isn't that what happens? It's true. It's what happens. People freak out. 
People can handle rejection because you're, we're putting people that have never had rejection or or not used to it, and they had the rejection and they melt. Like M&Ms in the heat, they just melt, right? Doesn't that, but, but people aren't used to rejection. So what happens? They fall apart. You can't find two people, what are you kidding me? Like if everybody just found two people, you'd all be rich. Just two people, everybody, and got your services. Kind of simple, right? Yeah. But people can't even do that. So I learned over time that this is a very interesting business, but I don't quit. Anybody here does not quit? I don't want to quit. My dad taught me, don't quit, or you're a loser. <laughs> That's my dad taught me. He goes, you quit, you're a loser. I said, okay, I don't quit. <laughs> okay? So I had to learn how to figure this out. My whole attitude was, I'm going to do this or die trying. If it's the last thing in my casket I'm going to do, I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to figure this out. Okay? So before I get into ACN and the journey to that, I want you to explain to you something called personal growth and the importance of it, because it's what I'm going to talk about primarily tonight, because it's what is the most important thing to becoming an SAP. Now, see, amateurs think that when you get into ACN, they have to learn the services. I got to learn how the phone works. I got to learn how flash wireless works. I got to learn these energy rates and how energy works. And eh, no, I know none of those things. If you'd ask me rates right now, I wouldn't have a clue. I have no idea. But I make millions of dollars in ACN. Yay for me. <laughs> and the reason why that is, is because ACN is not about that. You think it's about that. It's not about that. It's about you becoming someone that people will follow. That's what this whole business is about. And if you think it's anything else, that's because you're an amateur in network marketing. When you become a professional in our industry, you will realize that this has nothing to do with the details of the services. Not like you have to know the basic stuff. You know, the phone works like this. You know, you have your online store, mow your address, <laughs> so you know where to send people, the certain scripts you gotta learn, or some stuff you gotta learn. But you don't need to be a genius of them. Okay? Believe me, you don't need to be a genius of them. Okay? I would learn a couple of them, some services that go really well, and that's about it. Okay? So, this journey is about personal growth and development and you becoming someone that attracts people to you. That's what network marketing is. And because most people never learn that, most people fail in the industry. Period. So tonight, I'm going to give you the shortcut, the shortcut to that. What the shortcut? Yes. I'll give you the shortcut, okay? Now, for some of you, the stretch may be a little much, but it's going to be a little painful, but that's okay. Okay? Now, I started my personal growth journey when I was 28 years old. I took a couple of uh, personal growth courses. I had never had any experience in personal growth before. Up until that point, everything I touched to failed. Then I started realizing it's me that's the problem. And I took a couple of personal growth courses and it exploded my life, it exploded my company. Uh, I went from one employee to almost 300 in almost three years. Pretty crazy growth. Um, so I started it when I was you know, very young and I've been doing it for a while. Uh, I love personal growth. I love you know, looking at myself and all that stuff. Then I come into ACN and for some reason, I forgot all the personal growth stuff I learned. <laughs> so it doesn't apply here. I go, of course it applies everywhere. And then I didn't understand network marketing. I really understood nothing about the industry. I didn't understand what, I, what the importance of PBRs. I went six months without doing one PBR. Could you imagine? 
That's called massive production. No. <laughs> it's called no production. <laughs> it's called zero. So I really didn't understand the system. I didn't have uh, mentors like you guys do in this marketplace to really take you by the hand and show you step by step what you need to do and explain it to you step by step. I didn't really have that, so I was just trying to figure it out, okay? Because I was not a network marketing expert at all. Uh, I had a lot of personal growth I've done, and I started to apply it, but you need two things. Remember what I said, follow a system and personal growth. Well, one without the other is useless. There's a lot of people that get out to all this personal growth but apply it to nothing, guess what they get? Nothing. Then there's people that follow the system but they have a zero personal growth, guess what they get? The same, nothing. You gotta have both connected, okay? So, here's what happened. For the first two and a half years, I was pretty bad. I was pretty bad, okay, I made almost no money. Um, and the reason is because of what I just talked about, which is didn't understand the system, I didn't apply the personal growth, and then two things came together. I finally realized, hey, let me apply all that personal growth I have, <laughs> and let me actually, what is the system? What, and, I, and it's funny because you guys all know who Larry Raskin is? Yes. Okay, so most of you guys know. So I called Larry Raskin. He didn't really know who I was at the time. I said, Larry, I need to talk to you. He goes, sure, who is this? I said, my name is Franco LaFranco. I was at TC at the time. And I said, okay, what can I do for you, Franco? And I said, I want to become a top producer. I want to become like a Circle of Champions member. And he goes, are you sure? I go, yes. Are you prepared to work your butt off? I go, yes. I said, okay. Then I only have one thing to tell you. You have to become anal about the system. I go, what do you mean? I go, what's your system? I go, well, I don't know. Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> you don't know what your system is. So I said, what is your system that you do? Is it two PBRs a night? Is it one PBR a night? Is it one Saturday? Is it one, one BOM a week? What is your system? I go, I don't know. He goes, okay, well, here's your first homework. Go study all the systems and find out which one you want to do. Now, you guys have your system here that you guys all do, which is phenomenal, so I would recommend you follow that. But we really didn't have one, so I traveled around meeting other SVPs, asking them. And then I, I'll share what I did to get me from TC to SVP in 18 months. Okay, I will share what I got, what, what I follow. Okay, so, but, so I did that, and then he said, okay, now, here's the second part of the homework. You have to follow it like a crazy man, and no matter what, either, what other IBOs tell you that join your business, you can never deviate from it ever, not one time. And if they don't want to follow you, too bad for them. You can never bend for them, or you cannot be a leader, and no one will follow you. Because if you're going to sacrifice the integrity that you set forth for your organization to accommodate other IBOs, you're screwed. I said, okay. So that set me on to my journey. That conversation was very powerful for me because it really got me straight about what I needed to do. And when I started doing that, when people joined my business, they knew I wasn't messing around. And they also knew I was, I was in the business for their own good, for their benefit. Because the reason why we follow a system, it's like if I gave you a McDonald's and you decide to do whatever you want with the McDonald's store, what would happen to it? It will go out of business. Regardless, it's got two golden arches and it's called McDonald's and it sells the same food. If you're not able to follow the same strict system that McDonald's teaches all over the world, your McDonald's will go out of business, period. Or you would not be McDonald's, you'd be Burger King, you'd be something else. You would not be the same. Got it? So the same with your business. Your business is no different. Now, to own your own McDonald's, you've got to work for them for at least seven years. That's how strict they are. Now, we don't have that in ACN. 
So there's a few things I'm going to give you, some tips I'm going to give you later about how do people follow a system and what you can do to help that, okay? But before we do that, let's start talking about how we go from where you are today to a massive explosion. Because when I went from my massive explosion, TC to SVP, in 18 months, I went from being a TC putting in 5 to 10 IBOs a month to in 10 months putting in over 2,100 IBOs. Isn't that crazy? I made over $400,000 in that 10-month period. And then millions of dollars ever since. Yay for me. <laughs> Way to go. Yahoo. Okay. So you think I'm happy of what the work that I did, the sacrifice I made, and what I learned? Heck yeah. Because now I never have to work for the rest of my life. I've got a business that grows without me. I have ridiculous residual income. I never have to worry about my family or, or finances or anything else. I get to have just a great life and get to enjoy myself and go help other people do the same. I live a blessed life. I, I wake up some no joke, guys. I wake up in the morning and I think, how did this happen? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, you know? <laughs> it's like, I have nowhere I have to go. I have nowhere I have to be. This is flipping awesome. I don't know. I, to me, it's exciting because I, I, anybody have to wake up early in the morning, go to work, and like all that crazy stuff? Like, I'm just, I have nowhere to go. Okay, I shouldn't say this, but do you guys want to know what my morning is typically like? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. All right, so typically, I, I don't, I'm not a morning person, so I don't wake up till like 8, 9 o'clock. And then uh, that's when I wake up. I guess I like to wake up. And then I'll, you know, lounge around a little bit, you know, check some emails, whatever. It's relaxing. And then I'll go into the kitchen and I'll make myself a little breakfast. Typically, I like to make a white egg omelet with turkey sausage, uh, rice cake with a little almond butter uh, and uh, uh, um, almond butter spread and the honey on top with a little bit of hemp seeds. Then I make my espresso. I can't have anything without my espresso. I'll leave my espresso. Then I'll sit down and watch a little ESPN. Then I watch um, uh, what's it, the Today Show with um, whoever, whoever's on there. And then I'll watch uh, Kelly and Michael. I like watching Kelly and Michael. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I answer their questions. It's kind of fun. That's my morning. And I love my morning. I don't want anybody to bother me. I don't want to take phone calls in the morning. Like, my phone ready? Okay, have a nice day. I'm not ready yet. So usually I'm not ready until about 11 o'clock to answer phone calls. 11, 11.30, you know, people asking me some stuff and blah, 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 blah. So I just don't want to do that. And so my mornings are, or sometimes, like if I'm in Arizona, I'll go to my pool. You know, I'm moving uh, actually this weekend, which I'm not going to be there. Oh, <laughs> I miss all the packing of the boxes. Unfortunately, my girlfriend is responsible for all that. <laughs> I know, I feel bad, but, but not, you know. <laughs> but I hire somebody to unpack it all. Is that okay? You know, so we just got a, even a bigger house now, like we need an even bigger house, which is even more stupid. So, but I just get to have this amazing, I get to fly my own airplanes, are you kidding me? So, like, my life is just like, like fantasy land. Like, it's fantasy land. But the reason why it's fantasy land is what I'm going to explain to you today. And if you can implement what I'm going to talk about right now, which is the SVP mindset, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. And you could build ACN in any country you're in. So imagine you don't have to, don't have to live here. I'm not saying Baltimore is not a great city. It's a spectacular city. But if you had a choice, how many of you would not live in Baltimore? Yeah. <laughs> Where would you want to live? Somewhere warmer, maybe? Yeah, maybe it's a hotter place, whatever. Like, I, I'm from Toronto, and I don't want to be there anymore because it's too cold. So that's why I'm now mostly in Arizona. Now I'm looking at another house in San Diego, and I'm getting now a place in Mexico City because I love Mexico. 
The food there is spectacular, by the way. Oh my God. So anyway, so, but why? Because I can, okay? That's why, because I can. <laughs> so why not? And you can build ACN wherever you go. Because once you know this, you can live anywhere and build ACN. Wouldn't that be cool? So it's like the ultimate freedom. Like, I can't think of a better business in the history of time. Never mind just today. In the history of time than ACN. Like, if I had to pick a business in the history of time, going back to the Roman era, back to Egyptian time, back to the pyramids, it'd still be ACN. <laughs> it's the most amazing business, okay? Now, so let's get, let's, let's get to the SCP mindset. I'm so excited. Before I do, we have to be clear about a couple of things. Number one. If you're ever going to adopt the SVP mindset, you have to be clear about a few things. Number one, if you are not willing to fail, you stand very little chance of becoming a senior vice president, actually almost zero. You have to be willing to fail. And the problem is most people are not willing to fail. They're too scared. Think about that. That's why we can't handle rejection. It's why we tiptoe when we call people on the phone. We're not straight with them because we're scared of getting the magic, scary, disastrous word called no. Because most people can't handle the word no. Do you know why most people can't handle the word no? What, what is so scary about N-O? No. No. But how much, time, how much do you try to manipulate the conversations so that the word no does not come back at you? Yes? Yes. Why? Why, I ask V? <laughs> Why? Why do you think? You don't want to take it personally. It's personal. Because you take it personally. Yes, it's like they actually said no to some part of you. No, they said no to making money. Not you. They probably don't even care about you. That's probably the truth. But here's the problem. You don't actually hear no. What do you hear? You don't hear no. You hear all those issues from childhood. I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. I'm not appreciated. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff that you developed as a kid. Now some of you say, what are you guys talking about? Now, for those of you that right now said, what what what's Franco talking about? I can tell you've done almost zero personal growth and development. Almost zero. Any of you right now that said that to yourself, you've done almost zero personal growth and development because you all have that. You're just not present to it because you're not present to the little voice in your head that keeps talking and yapping all the time. And some of you are saying, what voice in my head? Exactly, that voice. The one that just said that. <laughs> That's what it is. It is. So we're going to talk about that little voice tonight, by the way. We're going to hammer that little voice tonight, just so we're clear, okay? So you have to be willing to fail. You have to be. And like I said before, how do I relate to failing? It's practice. I don't even relate to failing. It's just practicing to me. Practice, 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 practice. Because I, I didn't like the word failing. It sounds like so negative. Fail. You failed. You stink. I don't, like that. We don't like the word, okay? So, the first thing is, you have to be willing to fail. Second thing, you cannot put a timeline on your success. Here's what happens when you put a timeline to your success. It's like you've already determined when it should happen. Well, guess what? It doesn't work like that. Only the, the universe will give it to you when the universe says you're ready. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay? So I'll, I'll tell you something that Greg Provenzano told me. You guys all know who Greg Provenzano is, right? Yes. Mr. Grand Puba, God, everything, right? <laughs> my hero, my mentor, my trainer. Uh, Mr. Greg Provenzano, I remember I, I, uh, I was in ETL, and I was a few points from TC. And I went to Charlotte for a training event, and I was there, and I got to meet him. And I said, Greg, oh, my God, I'm so excited. He goes, wow, wow what's going on? I go, my name is Franco Franco. You don't know who I am, but I'm an ETL. And I'm like, 20 points from Team Corey. I'm so excited. In fact, it's in my calendar. I'm going to hit it next week. And then I've got a date when I'm going to be an RVP. And i got a date in my calendar when I'm going to be an SVP. And he looked at me and he goes, that's great, Franco. Now do me a favor. Delete the date from your calendar when you're going to be an RVP. And delete the date when you're going to be an SVP from your calendar. I go, what? Wait a minute. I'm goal setting here. You can't tell me how to goal set. I'm goal setting here. That's how you set goals. And he goes, no. I don't want you to set a goal for RVP or SVP. I want you to fall in love with the process it takes to become that. I go, what? <laughs> I didn't understand. What do you mean fall in love with the process? He goes, there's a process that has you become an RVP. There's a process that has you become an SVP. I want you to fall in love with that because that will get you there faster, not your date. So I deleted it. I went to my calendar and I deleted RVP and SVP. You know what? It was the best thing I ever did. Best thing I ever did because it forced me to look at every day what I was supposed to do. And I didn't follow it for a while. I was learning. But he taught me how to do that. Okay? So the first thing to get clear about is you've got to be willing to fail and no timeline. Got it? Yeah. Second thing. If you care, I love this one, if you care what your friends and neighbors and family think, you will never be an SVP. Ever, never, ever, not once in a bazillion million years. Now, this one I had no problem with because when I started my first company, everybody made fun of me anyway. So I was already used to making fun of it. It was just not a problem. Okay, I have no problem with people making fun of me. The only, you know what the difference between you and an SEP is? We're made way more fun of than you. We've been ridiculed a thousand bazillion more times than you. That's why we're SEPs and you're not yet. That's all. So one way to look at it is, let me go out there and humiliate myself as much as possible, then I'll be an SEP and be rich and have a great life. <laughs> I'm not kidding, guys. I'm not kidding. Because you will face that. Now, here's why. Unfortunately, in this world, 90% of people think like this. Because they grew up in a system, an educational system that makes you think like this. If I could redo anything in this world, it would be our educational system. I know some of you are in the education system. I apologize in advance. I don't like it. Because it forces everyone to think like this. You know, I know there's a lot of companies now that if you have an MBA, it won't even hire you. Because you're trained to think like this. There's no imagination to anything. Right? So to me, when I look at being made fun of, criticizing, all that stuff, it doesn't even bother me. It doesn't even bother me. In fact, I just look at it, okay, next. Some of you can't handle it. And here's why. There's a disease in humanity called, I have to look good. A lot of you have it big time. That your opinion of what others think about you is greater than your commitment for what you want to achieve. It's true, isn't it? It's almost like you're going to melt if somebody says something negative about you. 
See, when someone says something negative about me, I know I'm on the right track. <laughs> I think totally different. If everybody's agreeing with me, I'm freaking out. Like, this is not right. Something's wrong here. Because if everybody's agreeing with me, there's got to be a problem. For me, when I know that people aren't agreeing with me, I know I'm on the right track. And the reason is because what the masses have, I don't want. Because if you look at what the masses have, it's called debt and being broke. How, what got them there is how they think. So it would scare me. It would scare me. Put this over here. It would scare me to think like that. Make sense? Yes. Okay, very good. And I remember, look, my whole life, people have always been trying to tell me what I was doing was not going to work. My mom, relatives, friends, everybody. But if you listen to them, then you're never going to be happy. And what I finally realized when I was very young was if I'm going to be happy, I have to follow my own path. And I've learned to listen to my soul and what it wants. Okay? Okay. The next thing to be clear about, if you are not prepared to work long hours, have incredible work ethic, despite the pokes and the jibes and the snide comments of your colleagues and friends, you'll never be an SEB. So not only are you going to put up with the, the crap they're going to tell you, you have to work crazy hours and have stupid work ethic. Now, some of you are married to someone that does that to you. My condolences. You chose them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, I would do my best to see if you can you know, get them aligned with you. But I know I would never put up, no offense, I would never put up with anyone that I'm married to that's not committed to what I want to create that makes me happy. Why be married? Probably you guys are like, what are you guys doing? What are you, what's this guy saying in the front of the room? I don't know. I, maybe I'm crazy, but shouldn't your spouse be supportive of whatever you want to create for yourself? Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine my girlfriend, she wants to do something and me not being supportive. That would be like cuckoo. That I'm really not consider, considering her happiness, I'm considering my own. Then you shouldn't be in a relationship. That's, called, that's not unconditional love. That's called conditional love, which is fine. Just be clear about it. Just like, I'm going to love you, but conditionally. Is that what you said when you got married? <laughs> right? I'm only going to love you conditionally, honey. As long as you agree to these things, then I'm going to love you. If, I, if you don't, by the way, that's the truth for most of you. Most of you only love conditionally. It's true. Sorry. So I'll give you guys a funny example. When I was, uh, when I started my ACM business, I had some interesting friends. All professionals, all successful, most of them. And my friend that introduced me to the business, Mr. Amar Singh, um, he went to them and you know how you just destroy with everybody, like you say the wrong things and like just totally butcher everything to the point they thought we were involved in a cult. Like it was really bad. What he said, like, blah, 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 blah. like he went this, you know, verbal diarrhea he suffered from, all this stuff, right? So one of them who's a doctor, he's actually a proctologist, called me up and actually he didn't call me up. I called him because I heard he was saying some negative things about ACN. So I don't put up with that. I called him. His name is John. I said, John. Hey, it's Franco. How are you? He goes, yeah, what's, what's going on? Listen, I've heard you're saying negative things about ACN. I want you to stop it immediately. Mind your own business. He goes, well, we're just concerned about you and what you guys are doing and, and this company you got involved with. I go, John, do you know what industry we're in? He goes, no, we're in network marketing. Do you know anything about network marketing? He goes, well, no, exactly. 
It's an over $100 billion a year revenue industry. Do you know anything about that? He goes, no, it's, it's, it's one of the greatest ways to, to build a business, achieve financial freedom. And who are you to talk? You're a proctologist. What do you do for a living? <laughs> really? And you're going to make fun of me? You stick your finger God knows where. <laughs> really? And he just listened to me and he goes, okay, fair point. <laughs> and from that point on, see, I will call people on their baloney instead of bending and being quiet about it. Because it's my opportunity. I'm not going to do that with anybody. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, we had a good laugh after that, after that one afterwards, okay? So, look, we're all going to have those people that we're going to encounter, aren't we? Okay. Next thing to be clear about. If you cannot treat your journey to become a senior vice president as a game, you will never be a senior vice president. This whole thing is a joke. It's a game. Well, what do I mean it's, it's a game? All of you, not all of you, but a lot of you take life so seriously. So seriously. You're all concerned. People are going to think and this and that. You know what people are going to think about you? You want to, I'll, I'll tell you the whole secret. Who wants to know exactly what somebody else is going to think about you? Raise your hand. Okay, good. You know what it is? Exactly what you think about them. And what is that exactly? Who cares? Who cares? And you know what's funny? We're all going to end up in the exact same place. Dead. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to have some funeral. Right? You have some funeral. And people are going to cry. And they're going to, ooh, they cry. And that crying will last exactly five minutes. And then after they've buried you and you're done and blah, 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 you know what they're going to say? All your friends are going to turn around. You know what they're going to say? All right, where are we going for coffee? And you're, it's over. Meantime, you spent your whole life concerned about what? What? Their cuckoo opinion of what? That's why you didn't call them? That's why you're scared to, be, to invite them on the phone? That's why when somebody, you launch somebody and you know they're not doing the right thing because you're scared of what they're going to say? Come on, really? It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. <laughs> so I learned a long time ago, life is a joke. It's a total game. Now look, some people play the job game. Right? They have a job for 40 years, and that's the game they play. And they have, this little, they have their family, and that's their game. Some people play the game called their own business, but that's also a game. And some people have the opportunity and the privilege to play the ACN game. The game is your choice. It's just a game. It's what you choose to do and occupy your time while you're still alive. And everybody has a different choices to make while they're alive. So we don't have that many years here. So what's the game you're going to play while you're alive here? I chose ACN, and I'll tell you why I chose ACN, because I could have played any game. Because I love to play games. Who likes to play games? Right? I love to play games. So I'll tell you why I chose the ACN game. Okay? I chose the ACN game because, A, I get to have residual income and make a fortune so I can do what I want when I want. Because whether we like it or not, we live in a capitalist world. And when you live in a capitalist world, I'm sorry, money's important. Because without money, it's like oxygen is missing. Yes? Okay. Second reason why I chose the ACN game is because I can give that opportunity to other people. I can give the opportunity to have that kind of life and provide that to others. And the third reason is because along the way, you're going to have to become a better person. 
You're gonna have to grow as a human being and develop yourself. You could be in the same job for 40 years and not grow one little bit. Which to me, honestly, I hate to say this, is a waste of a life. It's a waste of a life to me. It's like, well, what's the point of that? What is the point of being in a job for 40 years and you don't grow even a little bit? Is that why you're here? No. To just exist and survive? Really? Aren't you guys sick of just surviving? Yes. Just existing? Don't you want some greater purpose to your life? That's why I love ACN. It gave me a greater purpose to make a really big impact on people and myself each and every day. Okay? Next thing to get clear about. If you are not creating goals that stretch you to go after every single day, I mean every day, I mean every day, not every second day, every day, every week and every month, you'll never be an SCP. If you're not creating goals that stretch you to go after every day, every week, every month, you'll never be an SCP. Some people like to take time off from their goals. I need a break. You know what happens when you get used to stretching yourself? You can't stop it. You become addicted. But until you get to that point, it's like, who here has ever been in really great shape? Right? When you were in really great shape, didn't you just love to always to work out all the time? Right? And when you stop, how did you feel? Horrible. But if you stop long enough, what happens? Forget about it. <laughs> it's like done, right? Because you never want to lose that when you're going to say, the same thing goes to achieving goals. It works exactly the same way. Okay? Next thing to get clear about. And this is the most difficult. Most difficult. If you cannot convince yourself that you are good enough to be an SVP, you will never be an SVP. That is the most difficult one and the one that most of us have to deal with all the time. If you, are not, if you cannot convince yourself that you are good enough to become a senior vice president, you will never be a senior vice president. I'll give you an example from my story, what I had to overcome mentally to become a senior vice president. When I was growing up, I had a, I had a dad, I don't know if any had parents like this, that I would come home with a, with a grade, and my father, whatever the grade was, 70, 80, whatever, A, I don't know how you guys measure your 3.5, 2.8, 1.9, whatever the number is, right? And imagine your dad says, well, why couldn't you get this mark? No matter what the mark was, why couldn't you get this mark? And I say, well... Uh, I guess I could have studied harder. Yeah, so next time study harder. So there's, there's never a grade that for him was high enough. Now, what was my dad doing? Trying to get me to be better. Study hard, you know, achieve more grades. But that's not how I looked at it. How I looked at it is I'm not good enough. Because if I was, he wouldn't say it to me. So I, I created a story in my head that Franco is not good enough. So I started to listen to people like I'm not good enough. So when you talk to me, I was already listening to you like I'm not good enough. So it won't matter what I say. So who cares what I say? Who cares what I do? And I stopped caring about people. Because I'm not good enough, so who cares? And then I started taking, and that's, that is funny. Try to build a business when you're not good enough. Try to deal with people when you're not good enough. Try to impact lives when you're not good enough. Good luck. 
Then I started to take personal growth courses and read books, and I, and I saw it. Oh my God, I don't believe I'm good enough. Now, that was mine. Some of you have your own version of it. I'm not lovable, I'm not, everybody's got something that you've developed when you were very young. All of you do. I have not met a human being that doesn't have one. Every single human being on the planet has one. It's something for you to be responsible for as you live your life. And by the way, it never goes away. And the older you are, the more real it is for you. That you've adopted that and learned that. I'm sure, how many of you guys know what yours is? Most of you know what it is, okay? So here's what I had to do. I had to overcome it and learn. Now here's the good news, you can. How? Well, why does that story in your head become real? Because you said it to your software in the brain so many times it becomes real, not because it is. So the thing I realized was my brain is a software. It's a computer. And if I, so that means I can reprogram it, right? So I used to say to myself this, I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. I'm fantastic. People can't wait to talk to me. People can't wait to hear my message. People can't wait to, to know what I got to tell them. People are interested in me and my life. I kept telling myself that all day, all the time. And a funny start, thing started to happen. When I first did it, it occurred as weird. Like, ooh, that feels weird. Because my brain was short-circuiting, because that's not what it knows. But then after a few months, it's really interesting, it started to go smooth, much more smoothly. And then after about a year, it started to become true. And then after a while, that little voice that says I'm not good enough almost like disappeared. It's still there. It's still very faint in the back because probably there's some recesses of that memory in the brain somewhere. But now I've rewritten the software. It's got the new upgraded version. Yes. <laughs> Went from a PC to a Mac. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Okay? It's a joke. Okay? But literally, I rewrote the program. Now, here's what's happening now, okay? When I rewrote the program to, I'm wonderful, I'm amazing, people want to be around me, people want what I have, what happened? It happened. It happened. Isn't that crazy? Who would have thought that? But it's because I rewrote the program. See, this is so powerful, we're so powerful, we can create whatever we want. Now, most people never work on this, they work on what they're doing. See, most people think like this. If I only can do this better, I'll have that result. Never dealing with how they think. Well, you can do that. Good luck. All you'll ever be is a good technocrat. That's all. And the reason why you're going to be a good technocrat is because all that, where you, what, you, what do you learn in school? Does school teach you how to think? No, school teaches you what? What to do. That's what it teaches you. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Just that it, that's how we're trained. So we're always going to look at life. That's why the first thing you, people say when they join ACN, what do we got to do? Tell them what to do. Tell them what to say. Tell them what the services. You got to figure those out. How do you sign them up? How does the online store work? And let me tell you, that is all, like 10% like of your business is that. That's it. Now, you're not going to believe me, especially if you're new. Like I know your brain right now is freaking out. It's challenging me. It's like, that guy's crazy. What the hell? Where did they bring this guy from? What is he talking about? He makes no sense. You'll find out. So you can actually learn this really fast or not. It's up to you. 
but eventually you'll figure it out. It has nothing to do with what you do. It has to do with how you think. Imagine you can rewrite your software to whatever you want to create. Where would you be two years from now? Just two years. Just by changing and transforming your thinking and how you think of yourself and how you think, and you keep saying that to yourself over, where could you be two years from today? That'd be kind of crazy. But most people will never do that work. To me, it was fun to do that work. Okay? So in summary, before we get right into it, you're going to need incredible sacrifice. I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. You've got to face your fear of failure. And you must trust yourself and transform your way of thinking. So how do you get there? <laughs> how do you get there? How do you go like this? How do you bend time? How do you get there? There is only one way that I know how. Okay? You've heard this term, but after I'm done with this, you'll hear it in a way you've never heard it before. Okay? You must become unbelievably, incredibly, at a level you can't even imagine, coachable. Such a high level of coachability that I'm going to tell you, it's almost like you're surrendering your life. So there's different levels of being coachable. About 15% of the population is not coachable at all. They're what we call brown apples, okay? You say X, they got to say Y. Anybody, people like that, right? No matter why, it doesn't, they're not coachable at all, okay? Ignore those people at all costs, honestly, okay? 70% of people are a little bit coachable, 70%. Are a little, so that leaves, that's already 85% of the people gone. Gone. 10% are somewhat, they're coachable. They're a little bit coachable. So they'll, you know, they'll, they'll internalize, they'll, they'll consider what you got to say, they may or may not do it, but they'll, they'll, they're, they're coachable. Like, you know, they'll, they'll go apply some of the stuff. And you know, some of you in this room are, I would say, coachable. Okay? 4% are very coachable. Now, what does it mean to be very coachable? Here's what it means. It means somebody says X, and you, to your best abilities, go do it. That's very coachable. Okay? So... The 15% that are not coachable at all, they're the brown apples. The 70% that are somewhat coachable, they're green apples. The coachable ones, which are the 10%, they become ETTs, ETLs, or maybe TCs. The 4%, they're TCs, RDs, and maybe they get to RVP. Then there's the 1%. They are extremely, unbelievably coachable. Like, I mean unbelievably coachable. What does that mean? It means... If you were to tell me, Franco, go do this, I will go do exactly what you said, exactly how you said it, and how you intended it to be. And if I didn't know, I would figure out how. And that only 1% of the population can do that, or are committed to doing that. Now, I'm going to give you some clues how to get to that level, but that's who become REP Platinums and Senior Vice Presidents, especially Senior Vice Presidents.
You cannot be a senior vice president if you're not coachable at the highest level. You cannot, it's impossible, okay? So, what determines how coachable you are in life? What do you think? Why are some people really coachable and other people forget about it? Very good. Number one is how bad you desire. Desire is number one. Now, anybody have a clue as to how you develop desire? Like how many of you guys want a really hot burning desire? How many of you guys know you don't have a hot burning desire? No. Exactly, okay? So you guys want to know how to develop one? Because it's the number one thing that determines how coachable you're going to be. Failure. Failure is the biggest cause to becoming incredibly desirous of a goal. See, when I was young, I failed at a lot of things, but it lit a fire in me to be successful that will never burn out. Because once that gets lit, it's in you for life. And I'm so thankful that I have that fire in me, it makes life that much more enjoyable. I would hate going around life not wanting anything. Be kind of boring. The second thing to have an incredible desire, like to have real hot passion desire, is you have to put yourself in a position to want something. Most of us seek comfort. Don't seek comfort. Seek being uncomfortable. You know, if you talk about people that have achieved great things, you, you interview them, they'll tell you they put themselves in a position where they had nothing and were forced to grow. But most people want to be comfortable and safe. See, if you ever said to me, Franco, should I go live in my car and build ACN? I said, sure. Sure. I wouldn't be against that. Why? We're forced to get uncomfortable. But I have no problem with it. Zero. That doesn't mean you should do it, but I wouldn't have no problem with it. See, to me, I would rather do that than have a job, personally. Because me helping someone else achieve their financial freedom by sacrificing my own doesn't make sense. I'd rather live on a car and go after achieving my own dreams. To me, that is the reason why we're here as people is to go after our dreams. And to, not to help somebody else's dreams come true at your expense. That never made sense to me. Nor do I think that's why we're here. As a purpose. So the first thing is desire. You gotta have red hot, and it can't be any average desire, it's gonna be red hot desire, okay? Second thing is, your personal baggage. Your past issues, your relationships, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff impacts your coachability, why? Well, imagine you're in bad relationships. What does that impact? Trust, can you be coachable if you're not trusting? No, you can't. Because in the back of your mind, you're always looking for why it won't work, for why you can't trust this person, for why you can't trust the system, because eventually it'll get you just like everything else has. Your personal baggage, disaster. Third thing that's going to determine how coachable you are. Do you have an attitude of gratitude or do you have an attitude of resentment? and jealousy. 
So if you're going to be really coachable, you have to be very grateful for everything in your life, not just some things, everything. And I mean everything, because there's nothing you can't be grateful for, no matter how tragic it's been in your life, you can still find why it's good, no matter what it is. Fourth thing that determines coachability. Having a servant mentality. You cannot lead if you cannot serve. You cannot lead if you cannot serve. And I'll give you guys a funny example of that. When I started my personal growth journey, I took a couple of courses, and one of the courses was I had to go clean a toilet. I had to clean, I had to clean bathrooms. And you know, I was better than that. I own businesses, I don't clean bathrooms. And I fought it. And, and the guy said to me, he goes, okay, you don't have to clean anything, but don't, ex don't expect a great life or great quality of life. I go, you're asking me to clean a bathroom. What does that have to do with having a great quality of life? He goes, you'll find out if you do it. Are you coachable or not? <laughs> Fine, I will clean the bathroom. So I go into this, the bathroom to clean it. It was in an office building. I go clean the bathroom. <laughs> I can't believe this. I go clean the bathroom. And uh, so I start cleaning it. No, oh, not so bad. So I start cleaning it, you know, it gave me all the materials to clean it. And then somebody walks in. Well, I can't be seen cleaning a bathroom, right? So I'm pretending I'm not cleaning the bathroom, right? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, like doing style. I don't know what I was doing, right? And then, but, but he realized I was cleaning the bathroom. So at the end, when he leaves the bathroom, he gives me a tissue and he goes, here, throw this out for me. But in that moment, so I took the tissue from him, I looked at him, he walked out, and I threw it into the garbage. But in that moment, I realized something. I go, first of all, that wasn't so bad. But second, I got to be of service to someone in the bathroom. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. It's a little different. And I just, I, all of a sudden, whatever shell I had just melted. It was the weirdest thing. I highly recommend it. Clean bathrooms. I really do. It's like a pretty, I go in the, the hotel and just start cleaning. It's like awesome. And Whatever shell I had, it may sound strange to you, just melted away. And from that moment on, I decided to become someone of service. And it was so cool. And if you would have told me that before I did it, I would have laughed at you. But sometimes you've got to be coachable to get to that point. So that was kind of crazy. Now, that was my experience of it. We're going to ask you to do stuff in ACN that you're going to question, and you're going to judge, and you're going to wonder, and I'm going to tell you, just do it. Just do it. So have a servant mentality. The fifth point. Now before I explain this one, I need a little explanation. Most people, when they live life, they're not led by their goals or commitments. So you know why most people, how many of you guys have had like commitments and never follow through on them? Okay, you wanna know why? Because the little voice in your head takes over. The little voice in your head takes over, and it starts to say things. And then what happens is all your commitments disappear. Have you noticed that? So most people can't follow commitments, okay? So here's what happens. When you can become, this is very powerful, when you can become someone that's led by your commitments and not by the little voice in your head, you can achieve whatever you want. Whatever you want. And do you guys know what I mean by that? So the little voice is saying all kinds of, this thing, see, look, listen to your little voice right now. 
Look at all the crazy thoughts that are coming in. See if you can control them. Can you control them? No, they're insane. <laughs> Aren't they insane? It's saying all kinds of crazy things. Can you control it? I can't control it. If you are, God bless you. I can't. However, can you not listen to it, ignore it, and then be led by your commitments? If you can do that, then you're part of the one percenters. Because 99 can't do that. They can't. That's why most people are just surviving life. They just survive. That's all they're trying to do. They're not people that go out there and create anything. So if you want to be someone that creates in life, you've got to be able to be led by what you've said your word to and given your word to and not what this thing tells you. Because here's what happens. People get all excited. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be an SCP. Yahoo. Wow, this is not that easy. All righty. Well, I'll keep trying a little bit. And then the little voice starts talking. You can't do this. Not possible. Look, these people are telling you. Maybe they're right. Stop listening. Start listening to them. Forget about what these people in ACN are telling you. Blah, 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 blah. And eventually, what? You're out. So that's not a person led by their commitments. That's a person led by the voice in their head. The question is, who do you want to be? And the last part, or the second last part, that determines coachability is you have to close your eyes and trust the system that it works. Just close your eyes and just trust. Just trust. You know why? For no reason. For no reason. No reason at all. By the way, it's also a good way to do your relationships. Just trust for no reason. See, most people, how they do relationships, you know how most people do relationships? They do like accounting. They got a ledger, right? It's like, this person does X, I trust them a little bit. Person does Y, I trust them less. Person does J, I trust them more. Person does this, I trust them less. And then eventually make a decision, don't trust them or trust them. How about just this? I trust you. I just trust you. Mike, because I said so. I just trust you. I trust the ACN system. Why? I said so. I trust the system. Just because you said so. Now, for a lot of you, that brings up stuff. I can't. You're kidding me? You're crazy. This is insanity. You can't do that. I need my reasons why I can trust. I've got to protect myself. Yes? Anybody want to know? This is totally off topic. One of the reasons why we, oh, it's not off topic, and it is. Do you know why a lot of us have issues with trusting is we don't want to get hurt? Correct? Any ladies familiar with that, that part, right? Okay. When I when hear something that's really, really funky, you know when we break up with somebody, what causes the pain? When you break up with someone, what causes the pain? Fear of loss. Fear of loss? <laughs> I like that. Put an ACN term to the relationship. <laughs> That's well trained. She's well trained. <laughs> Love it. 
What causes the pain? When you break up with someone, what's the pain about? Losing the person. Losing the, the thought of losing the person? So I'm thinking of losing them. Oh, it hurts. Is it like that? How about this? How about this? Consider this, okay? When you're in a relationship with someone, you're giving them their whole heart. Okay? You stop, you stop loving them. You take your love away. That causes the pain. Consider this. If you never stopped loving them, even though you're not with them, there'd be no pain. There'd be some uh, sadness of when you're not with them at certain times, like a holiday or something else that you might miss, but that pain would not be there. I had a great mentor that taught me that. And I was in a relationship with this woman for five years, and uh, we broke up, and he, he gave me that advice, and I never stopped loving her the entire time that we were no longer together. To this day, I still love her. To this day, I will always love her. I still love her. I will not take my heart away from her. There was no pain. It was incredible. Now, I missed her a certain time. We were together for five years, so there were some times of the year where I would miss her, like the holidays, I would miss her and stuff like that, but there was no pain because I never stopped loving her. Isn't that kind of crazy? So, same thing with ACN. What is it that you have to lose by just trusting the system 100% and surrendering to it? What are you fighting? What are you protecting yourself for or from? Pain of what? Pain of I need to take T-cab? What's the, what's the pain? <laughs> what's the pain? <laughs> right? Your 60 points? What's the pain? The pain of the system not, not honoring you. The pain of something in the system. So the system won't work. I have to protect myself because what if I surrendered and the thing didn't work out? Something happened. Exactly. Right? But here's the problem. The minute you have that thought, it won't work anyway. You're toast. Isn't that funny? So the moment you can surrender to the system, it can come true. Until you surrender to it, it can't come true. It can't be fulfilled, your goal, inside the system, because the system is what gives you your result. So you're fighting. It's like you're getting married and pretending you're not. <laughs> right? It's like, I the wed, part-time. <laughs> what happens? Good luck to you. <laughs> How would you like to be married to that person? I'm not going to trust you 100% yet. Even though I'm marrying you, not 100% yet. No, either you trust or you don't. That's it. Okay? Okay. Now the last thing about what determines coachability. Your commitment to personal growth. Now let me just, I also want to explain to you what is personal growth, because there's a misconception about it with some people. Some people, you guys know exactly what it is. Some of you guys have done some great personal growth work. I just want to make sure everybody's aware of it, okay? Because you guys are all, I know most of you are all great people in this room, so, but I just want to make sure you're all aware. The first thing it is to personal growth is to become self-aware. Personal growth is another way of saying, how self-aware are you? Now what do you mean by self-aware? What I mean by how do you know who you're being in life? How do you know how you occur for people in life? How do you occur to other people around you? See, most people don't even know how they occur to people. And most of you are different with all kinds of people. Think how some of you are nice to some people, nasty to some people. You're all over the place. 
have an experiment. What if we took everyone you know and you put them all in the same room? How would you be? Who would you be? Some of you go crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you over there, you over here, I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to be different with you than you over here. Right? Some people you work with, you're ultra professional, ultra nice. Other people, your friends, you're totally nasty and mean. Not true? Now, why, why am I saying that? You know what would be a, a cool exercise to do? I did this. It's not a good idea. <laughs> but, but it is stupid powerful. Record yourself for 24 hours. <laughs> so I don't like myself for 20 minutes. What 24 hours? <laughs> but record yourself for 24 hours and then listen, or if you could video it, even better. Okay? I, I didn't video it, I, rec I audio recorded it. But if you could video it, it's even better. And then watch yourself. Honestly, guys, it is the greatest thing you could ever do. Why? Is the, it's the total mirror of yourself to self-awareness. You will grow so much in that moment to see who you're being. And then ask yourself this question. Would I want to follow that person? Would I want to be in that person's ACN organization and follow them? So a great experiment. You don't have to do it. I'm just saying, for me, it was awesome. Because I was like, holy moly. Really? I said that? I was being that way? Oh my God, I'm disgusting. I, I, I had to turn it off. But then I turn it back on out of morbid curiosity. I go, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I gotta keep watching. It's like this movie that wouldn't end, right? I gotta keep watching this movie and how I am. It's like this journey to self-discovery. It was awesome. Now, to be someone like that, you have to be really committed to personal growth, which I am. Anybody here really committed to personal growth? Yeah. Then you have to know that about yourself. Otherwise, how are you gonna know? Another thing you can do, okay, is interview people. So I used to interview people all the time. I still do, okay? So I, here's what, but you have to set it up properly because otherwise they won't tell you the truth. They're gonna tell you some nice feel good thing, right? So the way I would set up the interview, I would say, okay, so I would say, uh, Kelly, uh, hi, it's Franco, can I talk to you for, I need 15 minutes of your time. When can we set up a time? I need some help with my personal growth and development. When can we set up a time? So I would set up a time with Kelly, then I would call her back on that day, and here's, it would be 15 minutes, and here's what I would say to Kelly. So Kelly, uh, I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. And all I want you to know and understand is that whatever you say to me, I will never ever hold against me. So you can say whatever you want. I promise I'll never get upset. I'll never hold it against you. And the minute after you said it, I'm gonna throw it into the trash. It's just something for me to be responsible for for my life. Is that okay? Okay, very good. And I appreciate this, because this is gonna mean the world to me for my personal growth and development. I'm committed to building my business. I wanna know more about myself so I can be someone that can build a big organization. Is that okay? Sure. Fantastic, Kelly, great. So here's my first question. So what do you think is my best character trait? I always start with the good questions first, right? <laughs> Just not for me, because I, I would rather go bad first, like for her, to get her comfortable. Okay, good. What do you think is my worst character trait? If there's something you can change about me, what would that be? So I have a whole, you can ask whatever you want, whatever questions. And then at the end, I make it fun. 
If I was an appliance, what kind of an appliance would I be? <laughs> really, I'm not kidding. If I was an actor, what actor would I be most like? If I was a fruit, what fruit would I be like? It's, it's really interesting to get the answers from people, how you occur to them. It's really crazy. So I'd have fun. So each interview would be about 15 minutes, and I would do about 10 to 15 people, and by the end of it, I would got this complete picture of me to be responsible for. Now, some of them you were like, really? Like, like some of the interviews was like, are you kidding me? I didn't say anything. Like in my head I was saying, really? I occur that way? Oh my gosh. But somehow how I've interacted with them gave them that impression. So it's not bad. It's just that I've got to be responsible. That's how I occur. And if I ever occur to one person that way, is it possible I occur to more people that way? Yeah. That's how, I, that's how I, we get to work on my personal growth and development. So that really helped me a lot. So I love doing interviews. I highly recommend them. They're a lot of fun too. Just play with them. But you have to set it up right. Because if you don't set it up properly, people don't tell you the truth because they're scared you're going to get mad at them. Because your issues are also their issues. Everybody has the same issues. They don't want to look good. They don't want to get anybody upset. Everybody's got the same issues. So you need to be responsible for that. Got it? Okay, very good. This is the end of this disc. The program continues on the next CD. Now, here's another way to determine your level of personal growth development. Measuring how much you actually talk. Now, some of you know what I'm going to say next. Some of you just can't stop talking. Some of you are blah, 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 blah. Anybody ever been with Greg Provenzano, our president, CEO, and co-founder, and everything else? How much does he talk? Almost zero. Powerful people don't need to speak. If I talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, I promise you I'll talk very little. I'm going to listen 90% of the time. Why? I don't need to talk. In fact, if I never talk, I would never talk. I got to talk now because I'm doing a training because I have to. Because it would be kind of weird if I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's strange, right? So I got to talk. <laughs> Mental telepathy, we're not that advanced yet as people. We can't do that yet. But here's the thing. If you have to talk a lot and you can't stop talking, it says you're very insecure. And it says that you've got a lot, and people know that. So you know after a PBR and you're talking to people, if you can't ask them questions, the guests, to see what they want to get out of ACN, and you have to keep talking, it tells the guest, A, you're insecure, but B, you'll never find out why the guest should do ACN. So... Here's a great exercise for you, okay? Stop talking, ask, start asking questions. Just stop talking. Just stop. Stop. Time out. No more questions. And just ask questions. You'll, first of all, you're going to be amazed what you're going to learn about people. And by the way, what's everyone's favorite subject? <laughs> Themselves. They will love you more. I remember one time I was in this amazing conversation. It was hilarious. It was this amazing conversation. And I asked three questions. They talked for about 30 minutes. And at the end, he left. And he went to go talk to his sister. And he goes, my god, that was the most amazing person I've ever met. <laughs> I asked three questions. Because all I did was listen. And here's why that works. Most of us, our whole life, are, we're all chasing recognition. Even on ACN. It's so funny. People on ACN would rather be recognized than make money. I got to get the ETL, but 
Don't you want to make more money first? Like, don't you want to like TCABs and stuff? No, I want to become ETL. I'm going for the pin. Let's go. <laughs> okay, knock yourself out. I'd rather make money, but. So what I've learned is, and I think all of us intuitively know this, and even some of you, it's true for you, you just, you're, some of you are just dying for recognition. Well, if you're dying for recognition, aren't other people too? Come on, tell the truth. When somebody acknowledges you on stage, doesn't make you feel good. Come on. Come on. Tell the truth. Come on. It's true, right? If you don't, you'd be kind of weird. So if you know that, then when you're talking to somebody, great. I'll talk about, a little bit about acknowledgement in a minute. But acknowledge them. Ask questions about them. And be genuinely interested in their life. And I'll tell you, when I had a breakthrough with that in ACN, I was, uh, I, was I forget what, I was crossing the stage on the international event for something. How many of you guys have been to international events? Okay, very good. So it's crazy, right? So I was crossing the stage, and Mr. Robert Stefanowski, who's the chairman of the company, was on stage, and he shook my hand. And I was, at that point, really stinking at ACN. Oh, I think I crossed because I was a... Uh, hey, actually, you know what? I can't remember why I crossed. But I crossed. And I shook his hand, and he looked at me in the eyes, and he says, Franco, first of all, I don't... I, didn't, I thought, how does he know my name? I remember I had a name uh, badge. <laughs> but, but he looked at me, Franco, he goes, don't worry, you'll figure this out. I, I remember I, I just like froze. Like this whole lineup behind me, I'm not moving, I'm just like staring at him like, how the heck do you know who I am? And he just kept staring at me. He didn't, he just kept staring at me. And in that moment, I just got this, I had this big breakthrough moment. I thought, he actually cares about me. And I said to myself, Franco, how many people in your team do you actually care about them? And I realized, almost no one. It was all about me getting to a position and not helping anyone get to anything. I was just like, I remember I almost, I, didn't, I don't remember getting off the stage. I remember like floating. Because you know when you have that moment, like that big one, of the, I mean you guys have big breakthrough moments like that in your life. I just realized, oh my gosh. I got to get back and help my, I got to like really, it's about my team, it's not about me, oh my God, where have I been all this time? I missed the whole thing, okay? So and the reason why I say this to you is because on your way to personal growth and development, you're going to have these moments, okay? But if you could just ask questions and stop talking, the breakthroughs will come faster. Why do you think they'll come faster? First of all, you're forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, okay? See, one of the things that causes personal growth to go faster is to be uncomfortable as often as you can. See, most people choose to be comfortable. Most people want to be comfortable. Here's what I've learned. Comfortable is boring. Comfortable does not lead to personal growth and development. In fact, being comfortable regresses your personal growth and development. See, most people want to live life like this. Look, they don't want to go up or down. They want to be neutral. Let me tell you the great joke, the cosmic joke of the universe. There is no neutral. There's either you're growing or you're regressing and contracting. The universe is either going like this or going like this. It's never like this. We are exactly the same. So, if you're not out there stretching yourself, getting personal growth, what's happening to you? You're contracting, you're becoming smaller. 
By the way, it's why we have so many young people killing it on ACN. They haven't had time to contract a lot yet. The older you get, what happens is people don't live outside their comfort zone often. They're in their comfort zone for decades. And then what happens? You try to get out of your comfort zone, it's like weird. But really, it's like, oh my gosh, what does this feel so strange? I can't believe what's going on over here. And then you step, you put your toe out and you go back in. Put your toe out and you go back in. It's uncomfortable. So, a good exercise for you is to take on something that terrifies you every single day. What could you do every day that terrifies you? Now, I don't mean jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> I don't mean that. You could do that. I don't mean that. What I mean is, what could you take on every day that would scare you, that would stretch you? Take it out of your comfort zone. Like, if you think about that, oh my god, I don't know if I can do that. What could it be? Anybody have any ideas? Maybe actually calling your chicken list? <laughs> Would that be a good thing? Maybe calling someone from your chicken list every single day? Would that be okay? What else could you take on? It doesn't have to be with ACN. It's something that would take you out of your comfort zone every single day. What would that be? Helping what? What, does it, does it, you don't like helping people? Okay, good. Oh, I see what you're saying, like, like that, like that kind of stuff, like charity stuff, something like that. Very good, yeah. So that takes you out of your comfort zone, whatever it is, whatever stretches you, absolutely. So just think about what you can maybe write a few of those things down right now for yourself. What could be some things that you can do every single day that could stretch yourself and take you out of your comfort zone? Now, here's what you're going to notice. The brain will not think of anything. <laughs> That's how out of practice some of you are. When you get into practice with this, you can be able to say them like that. They're pretty simple. Whether it's um, calling a certain person, whether it's saying a certain thing to somebody you know you should be saying, but you don't. How many of you in a relationship with people, you know you should be saying something to them and you never say anything? Whether you work with them, whether you're in a romantic relationship, there's always something. But you're too scared to say nothing. Or instead of saying it in a way that would be empowering, you say it in a way you blow up and explode. And it screws up everything. Right? Let's talk about the system, okay? So remember, there's two things to have the SEP mindset. One is the personal growth, and second is the system. They, have, they go hand in hand. Okay, one without the other just doesn't work, okay? So being a leader means you can follow a system. If you can't follow a system, can you be a leader? No, you can't. It's impossible. Right? It's just by its very definition. Okay? So, the first step in following a system, this is the first and the hardest part. Okay? You must be non-negotiable with yourself. With yourself when it comes to following the system. Because most people, you know what they do? They start to follow the system and they cheat. Come on, how many of you cheated? Tell the truth, right? You cheat. Come on, we know. Okay? How do I know? Because you're not SEPs. <laughs> okay? So you can't cheat. There's no cheating allowed. Can't do it. <laughs> not allowed. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm cuckoo. I say, who's that crazy person at the front of the room training us? They're about to come in a few minutes and put a straight jacket on me, and I'm going to be out of here, and you think, that guy just trained us. <laughs> okay. So you, there's no cheating. Okay? 
that means you gotta be first to everything. So I'm gonna go over what I followed from TC to SEPA in 18 months. Now remember, this about the personal growth means nothing. Nothing, okay? So what did I do? The first thing I did was I launched IBOs properly. So I would sit down with somebody and I would launch them, meaning what? What is the, what is the purpose of launching someone? Get them qualified. That was my secondary purpose. What was my prime? My primary pur purpose is what? To get into their warm market. That is always your primary purpose. And by the way, if you get into their warm market, it's easier to get them qualified. All right. Otherwise, good luck to you. How many guys have learned that? Right. It's very difficult to get somebody qualified if they're not motivated because they've got fear of loss. They're going to lose something. So what I learned was, if I can get into their warm market, help them make phone calls, set up appointments, get their PBR scheduled, do all that, then it was so much easier getting them qualified because now what I tell them is, look, look, all these people are gonna come to your, to your meeting. I'm gonna go meet with all these people, I'm gonna get into your business. Guess how much money you're gonna make? Zero. What? You're not qualified, let's go. And so, it's funny, I had one guy, true story, no, one lady, I was launching her, I made, I set up three one-on-ones with her during the launch, then I set up her PBR. We invited 15 people, of which 12 said they were coming, okay? So now all these people were coming, and I said to her, okay, okay guess what? It goes, what? It goes, all these people are gonna, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get these people into your business. Only problem is, you're not qualified, you're gonna make zero. Well, it's gonna be qualified. I said, okay. Now, back then, we only had a few services. I'm sharing the story. Why I'm sharing the story is because we only had a few services. So it's hard to get somebody qualified. So I, I, we, we had just had TV, we had home phone service, and I think that was it. We had something else, a digital phone, that was it. We had nothing really, anything else. And so I, uh, uh, I said to her, okay, what do you got? So I said, she had the phone, so we got that. And then we needed a couple other services, but the, she had direct TV and her husband, no, she had Dish, she just signed up for Dish. Just signed up for Dish, and she couldn't get, um, and the other option was with direct TV. So I said to her, okay, so I said, here's what I said to her, ready? I said, okay, so we got one service for you. How are you gonna get the other two? How are you gonna get the other two? She looked at me like, I, what? Well, how are you gonna get the other two services? I go, what do you mean? Well, look, it's not my problem, but you have to get qualified. He goes, what, what do you mean? I go, you have to get qualified. Because these people are gonna join, you're gonna make zero money. I'm just telling you, how are you gonna get qualified? I, I just sat there. And I stared at her. And she was like, uh, well, you know, a couple of months is my husband's birthday. I guess I can get him direct TV and we can, you know, swallow the price on the contract for the direct or for the dish and break the contract. Great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> One server's done. I said, okay, now what else are you going to do? She goes, uh, uh, I guess I can call my mom. Where's your mom live? Minnesota. Great. Let's call your mom. What can we get her? I don't know. Let's find out. Great. Let's call your mom. So she came up with the answers, but the only reason why she did was why? There was a need for her to do it. Yes. Otherwise, she would have said, well, I'll do it later. I'll figure it out later. I mean, you guys had the later thing, right? We'll figure, we'll get qualified later. I want to go home now. I want to do this. I want to do that, right? Well, if there's a need, guess what happens? It's done. Especially when I tell them, by the way, your points take about 48 hours to go through. So these people are going to be signing up. We have to get your points right away. We can't delay. I love telling people that. It's awesome. Watch how fast they move. So it's a double whammy. If you launch an IBO properly, you get double whammy. You get already exposures to more people, plus you get them qualified. It's really great.
Okay? That's the first thing, is launching IBOs properly. The second thing I did was every night I did two home meetings. Every single night. I went crazy. And I was already busy, okay? But I just made a sacrifice. I said, okay, every night I'm going to do a 6 or 6.30 and an 8 and an 8.30. Every single night. Anybody here already do two PBRs a night? Oh, nobody. You don't have to. I did. I'll tell you why I did and what I learned, okay? I learned that the biggest problem with doing a home meeting is people get attached. If you're the presenter, how many here already present? Okay. If you present, what happens when you present if you only have one PBR versus two? What do you think can happen? You get concerned and attached about the result. If you have to scramble to go to another one, you don't care if they're going to, I got to go to the next one. Then you know what happens? More people join because they know you don't care. They have the freedom not to get involved. Anybody ever had a bad PBR? Nobody showed up? You know, you're driving, going around the block, and all of a sudden you're praying for cars, you're looking, and you see one car, you're like, you're pooping your pants, you go, I hope that car had eight people in it. <laughs> you know? So for me, when I started doing, because I used to only do one PBR a night, and when I started doing two, I, I was having, first of all, I was having more fun. I was working harder, which is good. And C, I was less attached to anybody signing up. I was having more fun. And I, my production went through the roof. And I was able to develop more presenters at the same time. So it was like a win, 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 win all across the board. Now, is it a big commitment? Yeah, because you're away from your family and friends more. But I didn't care. I'm, bu I'm building for, for, for a year or two commitment, it's worth it. I told my family, look, you're not going to see me for two years. I got to go build my financial freedom. In fact, my friends will call me and say, Franco, we're going to the cottage. You got to come with us. Sorry, I'm working. You got to come here. You got to come there. I'm sorry, I got to build my financial freedom. And that's when there was like the snide remarks and all that stuff. I know they were saying all that stuff. I didn't care because I know what I was building. I know what I was committed to. And I was doing those two PBRs every day. On Saturdays, I would do two PBRs after the Saturday training. And then on Sunday, I would do three PBRs. Is that a crazy schedule or what? I told you I'm going to scare you. But I was loving all of it. I was. I loved meeting new people. It was so much fun to me. Every, every home meeting, every home meeting was a new window into new people. I got to meet new people every time. And people, I got to tell you, I love people. People are amazing. I got to meet some of the most incredible people in the whole world. It was just, just spectacular. From regular people to athletes to celebrities, you don't know who somebody's going to invite. You have no idea. So I fell in love with doing as many home meetings as possible. If I could do a lunch one somewhere, I would squeeze a lunch one in there. Do three in a day. Why not? Just wherever I had time, I was doing a home meeting somewhere. And, helping, and, and teaching the team how to invite so they can, you know, we can have a lot more guests at each PBR. My goal was to have 10 to, to, for me to show the business of 10 to 15 people a day. So I always had a better shot with two home meetings than one. Now, for some of you that are new, I'm probably scaring the, the you know, bejesus out of you, exactly. <laughs> Which I get, and I apologize in advance, okay? But you said you wanted the SVP mindset and system. You said that, yeah. not me. I asked your permission, yes. and you said yes, so deal with it. 
That's what I learned. I would be at every single Saturday training. Do you know how many Saturdays I missed over a four-year period? It took me four years to get the SEP. Now, two and a half, I stunk, and then one and a half exploded, right? But over that time frame, I missed three or four, I can't remember what it was, it was three or four Saturdays in four years. And it was, it's hard to rearrange your life. Like, I'm Italian. We have weddings like every single weekend. <laughs> Somebody's always getting married, right? And there are all these big freaking weddings and the churches in the day and blah, 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 right? So for, for, I don't know how many, for four years, here's what I said. My relatives would invite me to the wedding and here's what I said. I'm not coming to the ceremony, I'll be at the reception. You want the money anyway, so here, I'm bringing them the money, okay? But I just, it was like, I said, why? Because Saturday mornings, my store is open and I can't come. That's when my store, that's my work day. Sorry. And you know what? I had weddings moved to Sundays. Because if my relatives knew they wanted me at their wedding, it would only have to be when I wasn't working ACN. Same with international events. Never miss one. My cousin moved his wedding. He booked everything, did everything. And then he invites me. I go, I said, here's my, my exact conversation. What are you doing? He goes, what do you mean? I can't come to that. You know I have ACN. That's the big international weekend. That's the weekend. I go, yeah. I go, well, I can't move it now. It's big deposits. I go, oh, it's okay. Have a good wedding. I'm not going to be there. Just have another of my sister, by the way. Our family, my brother's not going to be there. I just so you know, we're all going to be there. He calls back, gets everything canceled, and moved to two weekends later. But we're committed. We're sold out. We surrender to the system. We don't mess around. We don't mess around. Are you that committed? Are you that surrendered? Or you just say that and then go do something different? You know, what's the saying my mother says? My mother had this famous saying when I was growing up. She'd say, Frango, whenever she didn't think I'd believe me, she says, Frango, the tongue in your mouth lies, the tongue in your shoes don't. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it was the tongue in your mouth lies, the tongues of your shoes don't. And I go, because what you're trying to say is wherever you are physically is where the truth is. What this thing says is irrelevant. It can say all kinds of craziness, right? <laughs> it sounds different in Italian when she would say it to me. But anyway, that's how she would say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I never missed a, le a leadership training like this. Are you kidding me? If there was a leader in town, I would be there. I never missed an international event. Never, I, to this day, I've never missed an international event and never will. I don't know any other leader that has. It's crazy to, to miss one. Never, and I believe me, we've overcome some like deaths and other kinds of stuff. I still made the international event. I always found a way. Okay, so that's the system. The system is simple. Yes. 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 Now stick to it. By the way, here's a really good thing um, to becoming an SEP. You need to get really turned on by hard work. See, hard work excites me and turns me on. I get inspired by working hard. I get depressed if I don't do anything. At the same time, you want to manage your energy levels. So every three, that was my schedule for three weeks, and then I would take two or three days off and do nothing. And Mr. Tony Kupas, one of the owners of the company, told me that. He goes, Franco, if you're going to work Sundays and do PBRs on Sundays, fine, but you need to manage your energy levels. So I would work for three weeks straight and take three, two to three, usually three days off, and do nothing, like go away, go to spa, whatever. And then I come back and do another three weeks. Now, if you're going to take Sunday off, you don't need to do that because you take Sunday off. But then take Sunday off. Like, don't mess around. Don't answer your phone. Don't do anything. Just relax. Okay? Now, for some people, they have an issue taking time off. 
You have to manage your energy, guys. You have to manage your energy levels. Because at the end of the day, if you're building an organization, you have to be the energy for them. You've got to be the excitement that comes into the room for them. You have to be the person that comes. What if I came here and I was like this? Hi, guys. How's it going? Today, we're going to learn about the SVP mindset. <laughs> and I'm really, really excited to teach it to you because I think it will change your life in a very profound way. So are you ready to learn about it so that we can get started, so you can start your journey to financial freedom? How many of you would have left after five minutes? Like, I'm out of here, right? So, but I've learned and trained myself to have high energy all the time, which means being responsible for your body, for your well-being, for the foods you eat, for everything. Because energy is one of the key components to building. If you notice, all the SCPs have great energy. Don't you feel great energy when you're around them? It's like they vibrate at a high level. They're responsible for their energy levels. Okay, and you can do the same thing. Okay, so that's the system. The system is stupid simple. It's stupid simple. Now, let's talk about. You have a question? Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, to feel how to invite people to invite, come see an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. To invite to PBR. PBRs, one on ones, whatever you invite them to, BOM, whatever you're going to invite them to. Was there a particular script? No, it's, oh. there is no right script. Like, whatever you're being taught here, I'm sure is fine. It's, the script is the script, right? I'll talk about some script tomorrow, but they're all the same. All our scripts, actually, are, if I look at them all, except for a few words here and there, they're all identical. It's really about the excitement and the posture level uh, of what, how you invite that gets them to come or not and how brief you are. <laughs> the longer you go, it's like, how I train my team is, look, you got, I, I give them a stopwatch when I'm, when I'm launching somebody, I say, okay, you have 45 seconds to get off the phone. So I have this big watch, it says and a countdown. <laughs> 45 seconds, they're like, um, and they're like freaking out and panicking on the phone, all excited, and it goes, okay, and it works. And I said, and I have a big alarm, get off, get off the phone. <laughs> and if they keep going, I take the phone and I close it. I turn it off. Why did you do that? That's my friend. I said, I don't care. I said, 45 seconds, you're off the phone. Because I just found that if you go way too long, it's like, right? Who's learned that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, what do you think ruins it all? Actually, we were just talking about this. It's kind of funny. What do you think ruins everything? Little head? Yeah, and what does that cause? A little head causes something. It causes you to say things that actually ruin your business. Now, the next subject I want you to really understand, most people never understand this subject ever and never have this conversation. So I'm going to have it with you tonight. It's very, very powerful. And when one of my mentors taught me this, I looked at, that's, this is why I don't talk a lot. <laughs> Because this is going to be one of the things that causes you not to talk a lot. And I want you to, to think that every word, every word that you say, that you speak, actually matters. Every single word, without exception, impacts your life. 
Now, here's how I want you to imagine it. And this is how my mentor taught me to imagine it. He goes, Franco, imagine you close your eyes. And he goes, imagine you're speaking. And the speaking creates this beautiful tapestry, tapestry, whatever the word is, of what your life looks like by the language and the words that come out of your mouth. So if you're speaking words of gratitude, if you're speaking words of, of love and of being positive, it creates a different kind of environment in your life, yes? yes? It attracts different people to you. If you aren't, if you're speaking negative, like everything that comes out of your mouth is negative, what are you going to attract you? Negative. negative. So the world you create is negative. It's kind of like, who here watched the movie The Matrix? Right? Remember all that thing, that whole thing got created? That is true. For you, it is true. For how you speak, you create that world. It's really that simple. But we're not responsible for what comes out of our mouth. We just say stuff. Thinking, it doesn't matter. When guess what, guys? Oh, it matters. It matters big time. So there are certain things that you say in your ACM business that I call wrenches. Wrenches. What's a wrench? They, they're words that raise objections. They're words that create doubt. They're words that create confusion. So part of the reason why I want you to record yourself and listen to yourself, especially doing an ACM presentation, is, is anything I'm saying raising objections? Like if I was a brand new person listening to the very first time, is anything I'm saying raising objections? Is anything I'm saying creating doubt? Is anything I'm saying creating confusion? Now I'll give you guys a simple example. Okay? Simple example, like a dumb example, okay? But just to, just to make the point. Some people say, this is the ninth time we're on the cover of Success Magazine. Like, we're all proud. Now, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it has an impact. So imagine you're a new person and you hear that. What are you thinking? I must be too late. It's nine times. And why aren't they more successful then? If it's nine times. How many more times do they need? Ten? Versus what if you said... Guess what? We're, this August, guys, we're going to be on the cover of Success Magazine. Could you imagine what's going to happen when that comes out? You better get in now. This is crazy. See the difference? Yes. So one, you create a wrench. The other one, you create an opportunity and a possibility for them to step into and create something for themselves. So watch, that's why I want you to record yourself, but when you record yourself to your presentation, I want you to listen from the perspective of being a new person, not an IBO. It, there's a difference between, like how I would talk to you right now would never be how I talk to a new person. Totally different. Because who you are is different than who they are and where they're at in their development. I'd be having a totally different conversation. You're going to hear it tomorrow at the BOM. Totally different, totally different presentation. Okay? Second, you want to watch the language that kills energy. So there's certain words, certain things, you know what they are, gossiping, there's all kinds of stuff you can do that kills your energy and the energy around you. So you know that you, sometimes you say things you don't feel good about it? That's an energy killer. So you want to notice what those are and don't repeat them. Don't do them again. Learn from your mistakes. Okay? Avoid words that kill energy. And then focus on words that are energy creators. So what do you think creates energy? What kind of words actually create energy? Anybody know? Fired up. Well, fired up. Okay, I'm fired up. But how do you create energy in others? Super 
Super fantastic. So how would I create that in you? Are you super fantastic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. So if you're excited and you tell them that you're excited, especially on a Monday, it freaks them out. That's for sure, right? <laughs> That's for, you're great on a Monday? Why? If you're great on a Friday, not a Monday, right? It's wrong, okay? How else? Well, how else can you create energy in others? Acknowledge them. Very good. Sorry? Compliment them. Very good. It's like the acknowledgement. Very good. How about this? What causes people to get excited and to get into action? Positive fear of loss. Positive fear of loss. Like an oxymoron. Point <laughs> 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 that one. I never heard those two together before, by the way. Positive fear of loss. Well, I may steal that. The positive seeing you. Okay, good. That may get them excited. What else? What gets people, what got you into action? Possibility. Very good. You saw something. You saw a future exactly of what's possible in the future. So here's what I'm going to tell you. It's the future that you're envisioning that gets you either excited or depressed. See, someone that commits suicide, they have no positive future. They don't. Their future can't be exciting. They're probably seeing some negativity in the future or something bad happening. That's why they think, I'm picking myself out. That's how the world must occur for them, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't do what they did. So, and the, the opposite is true, right? Like when you go on vacation, are you the happiest before you leave or the last day you're there? Before. Before you leave. Why? The vacation is coming. The day you're before you have to leave, you get depressed. Because <laughs> you're coming back. But where are you? You're in the holiday. It's like almost like cuckoo. But that's kind of how it is. Right? So what I love, okay, it's so funny, but it's true. So energy creators are this. It's a skill. It's not easy to learn, but you can learn it. Is when you're talking to someone, can you create a future with them that gets them excited? Anybody spend time with the co-founders? What do they always say right before you leave them? What's coming next? The best is yet to come. Imagine what's possible for your life. They're masters of that. The owners of ACN are masters of that. I think they can build this company all over the world if they couldn't do that. And then they go create exactly that vision. So you could be that for your team. You could be that for prospects. You create that vision and then you go make it happen with your team. Imagine we got you to RVP in a year. Let's go do that. What would your life look like if you're a year from now, you're a regional vice president? How would you be living? Where would you be living? What would you be doing? Could you imagine if you max out a TCT cab in six months? What would that $25,000 do for your life? What, could, what could, could it provide for you? What if we built you a massive residual income three years from today? What would your life look like then? What would be possible for your family? How many got more excited just as I said those things? Yeah. See how it works? It works. Doesn't it suck when something actually works? <laughs> okay. 
So those are energy creators. So remember, you got wrenches, energy killers, and energy creators, okay? Then, last thing. And then I'll, I'll allow you to ask whatever questions you want. Is that okay? Very good. So I want to just talk about a couple of things. Acknowledgement and acknowledging people. I had a mentor of mine who taught me that the key to have whatever you want is to become a master acknowledger. Just to acknowledge people for no reason. All the time, 24-7, just get used to it. And at first, I fought it because I really wanted to make somebody blame them for stuff and make them wrong and, you know, I don't want to, I want to be cheap with my acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? I only want to give it to who deserves it. Anybody think like that? How many of you withhold from your spouse acknowledgement? Come on, tell the truth, like a form of control. Thank you for being honest. The rest of you are full of it, okay? <laughs> we do it, guys. We do it. We're cheap and stingy with our acknowledgement. We are. So I'm going to invite you that from moving forward, from tonight forward, you give it liberally without concern of what you get back. And don't care if acknowledgement comes back to you at all. Just give it. And then I want you to see what happens to your life a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Just see. Just for fun. Why? Why not? Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Just trust. Okay? And part of that comes from being a great edifier. All our top leaders are incredible at edification. But to be great at edification means that you can acknowledge no problem. Otherwise, it hurts to acknowledge. And the reason why it hurts to acknowledge is because you fight it. You resist it. And what do you think is the biggest reason why people don't acknowledge? Because they themselves can't even acknowledge themselves. So who's the, who do you think is the first person you're going to acknowledge? Yourself. Yourself. So you want to make it a daily habit, an hourly habit, to acknowledge yourself for something every hour. In fact, we're in a practice right now. I want you to turn to the person sitting next to you, and I want you to acknowledge them for something. Just acknowledge them for something. Something you like about them. Make it up if you have to. Feel good. Then give your partner a big hand, guys. Give your partner a big hand. Great job. Okay. So, I just gave you everything you need to know to bend time. Everything. You have it now. Now you can go like this. SVP. SVP. Now, what is it going to take to go implement? Here's the great news and why I gave you this here is because your group of leaders here, from Mr. Oren Solomon to Ms. Leanne Gabriel, to all the extraordinary leaders you have, have no problem helping you implement that. Who's excited they're gonna help you implement this, right? So, because there's some of the most extraordinary leaders in the whole world that are you know, masterful of everything I just covered. So the good news is you have people to help you. Okay, that's the good news, okay? If you're all by yourselves, I could never coach you on this because you'd be all depressed and sad because you wouldn't know what to do next, right? It would not be good, okay? So sit down with them and create your game plan. 
I would like sit down with your upline as soon as possible, create a game plan for them. They may have a conference call with them or something they want to create with you. I'll let them decide how they're going to do that. But you guys can create out of this a massive explosion for what you guys can create for you. Who's excited about creating a massive explosion, right? You guys can all do that. Very exciting. Right? So you guys clear now that ACN, while we sell amazing services, have incredible products, it's not about that. It's what about what? It's about personal growth and development and following the system. That's what it's about. All the rest is a smokescreen. Now, I'm glad we offer those products and services because that's what makes us rich. It makes us a lot of money. But only if you focus on the first two. Got it? Yes. Very good. Awesome. Very good job. Excellent work. Okay, guys. All right. So tomorrow, how many of you guys have guests coming tomorrow? Okay, good. How many of you guys are going to have more guests coming tomorrow? Very good. All right, guys. So tomorrow, we're going to have a fun day. I know the leadership here has got an incredible event planned for all of you. Uh, the BOM is going to be awesome. We're going to be, have a killer BOM, so get a lot of guests to it. I have a, we're going to have a lot of fun during the BOM for all your guests. The training is going to be unbelievable. So here is your homework for tonight. Ready? Write this down. I will do... I will do something scary before I go to bed <laughs> with regards to my ACN business. <laughs> I will do something scary before I go to bed with regards to my ACN. That's your homework. Now let's see how coachable you are. Got it? I know for some of you, there's something right there that I know you're the, already the brain is thinking of something and it's already fighting you to do it. Okay. And it's trying to talk you out of it to find something else. No, do that thing that first came to your mind. Got it? Yeah. All right, guys. So I want to thank you for being here. It was my pleasure to have been here tonight to be with all of you. Um, I may not remember all of your names, but I won't remember your faces for sure, right? <laughs> so I'm excited to see you all tomorrow. Uh, you guys were awesome, by the way. So I want to give you, you guys give yourself a hand. You guys are all awesome. Guys. <laughs> really.